Welcome to the Michigan Out of Doors podcast. I'm your host, Drew Youngdike, with our co-host, Logan Schultz. And the podcast is brought to you by MUCC, Michigan United Conservation Clubs, and our on-the-ground program, Hunters, Anglers, and Trappers Volunteering for Fish and Wildlife Habitat on Public Land. And that's supported by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, Wildlife Habitat Grants, the Saginaw Bay Watershed Initiative Network, and Outdoor Life's Open Country Program. Here's the show. Welcome to the Michigan Out of Doors podcast. I am Drew Youngdike, the Chief Information Officer for Michigan United Conservation Clubs. And we have with us our co-host, Logan, the Gunnut Bear Slayer Schultz. It's my official title now. It is. We're making up. We're, it, we're uh, changing titles. So Changing titles. I think I, I've said now from the beginning that ought to be your title. Uh, Bear Slayer? Yeah, yeah. it is. It yeah. is my title. Well, except for this year. It's not for this year? Oh. No, this year it's, it's Mr. Bear. Yeah, I did miss a bear. Yeah. So maybe instead of bear slayer, bear. Mister. I don't know. I still dragged a few out of the woods, so that pretty much counts. So bear dragger? Yeah, bear dragger. That's pretty much. Logan the gun nut, bear dragger, and internet technology guru Schultz. <laughs> yeah, more bear dragger than <laughs> either of the other two. So before we get too off into the proverbial weeds, let's just intro what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about hunting. And we're going to make fun of anti-hunters a little bit. And we're going to talk about some legislation that Michigan United Conservation Clubs led the passage of uh, just in the last week. Yep. So, first of all, let's let's get into bear hunting then. So, have you seen this change.org petition signed by a whopping 3,000 people to end bear hunting in the Upper Peninsula? How, uh, how do you feel about that as someone who hunts bears in the Upper Peninsula? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Uh, guessing nobody else has because it only has 3,000 signatures and 90% of them are from France or <laughs> various part of the uh, U.S. that's not Michigan and has no stake in it. But it's just a bunch of hippies doing hippie stuff. <laughs> as... As a group that has led the collection of an actual signature initiative, mm-hmm. petition drive, where we collected over 300,000, 3,000 definitely does not seem as much as maybe you would think it does, especially when it's coming from an internet petition that requires no verification, mm-hmm. no anything. It's not, not anything that we need to worry about or take seriously, but it does show... The anti-hunting threat that is out there. You know, people simply don't understand what wildlife management and hunting is all about. Or at least there's a segment of people who don't understand that. Oh, yeah. It's a a vocal segment, though. And with the invention of the Internet, every, you know, person can start a petition with their whack job ideas and get 3,000 other like-minded people to sign it. But it's... uh, you know, it is a good reiteration that even if you don't hunt bears or hound hunt or hunt over bait or whatever, uh, that they're out there and that they're looking at uh, pieces of the, uh, you know, hunting ice block to chip off piece by piece until there's nothing left. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head right there. 
regardless of what species you hunt for, or even if you don't hunt, if you just care about wildlife, how it's funded, how it's managed, the natural relationship between humans and animals as predator and prey, mm-hmm. understand that it doesn't matter which which category you fit into. We're all in this together because they're trying to take away all of it. They're just starting piece by piece. Right. So they, they start with the, you know cute and fluffy animals that they think that people will associate with, which is, you know, bears, of course. Who eats a bear? They're just so cute, and they just run around and do cute things and steal your picnic baskets. (laughs) So obviously they have never actually seen a live bear in person. No. As someone who has a lot of interaction with bears, are they actually cute and cuddly? They're delicious, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) And if they weren't managed through a hunt, they would be, you know, a problem just like other animals that aren't managed through hunts and responsible uh, hunters and conservationists like us, you know, they'd become a nuisance like wolves are currently because they can't be managed properly because of one judge in New Jersey. Well, we're we're definitely working on that at the federal level. Um, You know, the first, so you hunt with with hounds you Mm -hmm. know the first hound hunt in michigan was done in 1946 Mm -hmm. um was actually initiated by michigan united conservation club shocking yep (laughs) um there was a guy that used to to do that down in tennessee and there were some guys that thought hey we could do this in michigan too um mucc worked with the then department of conservation um and, and some other groups um I think the Bear Hunters Association, or at least the predecessor of the Bear Hunters Association, um, was was part of that. And they got together in the Deadstream Swamp up by Cadillac and put on a very well-organized first hunt. And in fact, in our very first issue of Michigan Out of Doors magazine in 1947, there was a feature on that very first bear Bear hunt. hunt. So our first issue, we had a feature on the first bear hunt ever in Michigan that had just happened. Well. You're getting to be quite the historian of Michigan Outdoors magazine there, aren't you? Hey, it's cool stuff. It's it, very cool stuff. It is, and we're lucky enough to have the archives, all the old issues here, so we can look through them whenever we want. Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so speaking of animals that get to be out of control when they're not hunted, I attended a meeting last night. Mm-hmm. In your hometown. Not my hometown. Uh, the town of which you reside. Well, it's the town in which I reside. Everybody who listens to this knows that Central Lake, Michigan, in the northern Lower Peninsula, is my hometown. But I did go to a meeting. It was the Ann Arbor City Council meeting. And this was like the fourth or fifth or sixth, I've totally lost count now, public meeting about the potential deer call in the city of Ann Arbor. Now, keep in mind that the August City Council meeting, they've already approved the deer management plan put forth by city administrators to have a cull. So they've already approved the cull. What this meeting was about was they have to suspend enforcement of the law that says you can't discharge weapons in public places. By the way, it drives me nuts that they call them weapons. These are tools. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> these are tools, but, you know, it's Ann Arbor, so what do you expect? There's not a lot of logic dictating these meetings from the sounds of it, so. Well, there, there is some logic in the fact that the city council actually voted 10 to 1 
to suspend that ordinance and the the same vote 10 to 1 from the same people that approved the deer call in the first place. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, in Ann Arbor, there are parts of Ann Arbor, especially the northern part of Ann Arbor, where the deer overpopulation is having negative impacts on native vegetation. You know, of course, there's residents that complain that they're eating their lawn shrubs and that kind of thing. But really, it's more about, you know, as anybody who hunts deer understands, they eat a lot. If their population exceeds the available food, then, the, you know, they will eat themselves out of house and home. Mm-hmm. There are no natural predators in Ann Arbor outside of humans. Right. And here's where a lot of the comments from the anti-hunters really get me. They say, well, we've created this problem by moving into their territory. Well, actually, the the, the extension of the suburban sprawl actually creates edge habitat, which deer love. So deer increase in that habitat. There's lots of available food for them. It's not like we moved into the deer's territory. Actually, the rebound of deer populations from, you know, the eras of unregulated market hunting in the 1800s, that rebound is only here because we hunt them. Mm -hmm. But they're attracted to those edge habitat areas. But there's so many comments from the anti-hunters, you know, going on there where they'll say, well, we have no natural predators left for deer in this area, and that's why we're here. But they always forget that humans are natural predators for them, too. Yep. And, you know, there's some coyotes around. There's no wolves, although I, I know some youpers that would love to help us out with that. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, humans are natural predators. And I, I went to the meeting. Um, I was one of probably about 50 speakers at least. I was, of those 50 speakers, including myself, there were probably about three that actually supported the call. The rest were organized by this group called Save the Deer Stop the shoot. They were all wearing red to, quote, signify the blood of the innocent animals that will be spilled, end quote. I think we should just let that sink in with the listeners here. <laughs> so <laughs> this, is the, this is the environment in which you live. I live you chose and, <laughs> to make your home. And and so we're going in there to, you know, we have a very real deer problem. Well, we figured out a long time ago a way to deer, deal with deer overpopulation issues in the state of Michigan and you know, frankly in, in America in general. And that means that when you have too many deer, you hunt some of them and eat those deer that you hunt. Mm-hmm. It's it's very simple. Too many deer, well, we'll put eat. a quota together, we'll hunt some, we'll shoot some, and then we'll eat them. Problem solved. You'd think. You would think. So there's the deer call in general, which as it's approved, I think they're spending like $90,000 a year. I think 35000 of that is going to wildlife services so they can bring in sharpshooters, which is frankly nuts because we have approximately three hundred to 350,000 bow hunters in Michigan that would love to help Ann Arbor out with this problem for free. Yep. In fact, we'd probably pay a fee to do it. Uh, sounds like a better idea to bring in uh, high-powered rifles to shoot within city limits. Right? Am I right? <sighs> but here's the thing. There's, there's no, like, safety concern with the, yeah, quote-unquote, high-powered rifles. And I that was know, one of the things they kept bringing up, too. Look, Meridian Township has been calling deer 
within Meridian Township, you know, for a few months now to help deal with the CWD issue. You know, they use 223s, they use silencers, they use night vision, they're from an elevated spot shooting over bait. They're they're not missing. If they are, they're not missing by much, and it's going right into the ground. I yeah. mean, they're very effective. The people that do the calls themselves are very professional. They know what they're doing, and they're very effective. You know, there's no safety issues. Although one, I can't even make this up. One of the people protesting the call made news in Ann Arbor by claiming that the sharpshooters would pose a risk to University of Michigan students smoking pot in the natural areas at night. That's that's Darwinism, isn't it? Uh, isn't that just how that works? It's just us. It's as if, I don't know, I, just, I can't even address it, but just realize that this is kind of the environment in which all of this discussion is happening. Um, so what I, what I suggested and what I've suggested at a couple of meetings is that we use bow hunters. Um, I probably didn't start it off with <laughs> the type of intro that's going to gain a lot of friends in Ann Arbor, but realize I was in a room of complete red shirts. <laughs> and so starting off, I introduced myself and I said, since the rest of what I'm going to say is probably going to make me the least popular person in this room, I might as well tell you that I'm a twice overgraduate of Michigan State University. Go green. In Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that was just kind of an icebreaker. Really what we got into was I explained that bow hunting is done from, you know, typically shot distances under 30 yards. You're talking about an elevated platform with a downward trajectory you know, the way that Meridian Township does it is you have to, you know, prove that you can hit a target with a bow. Um, but then even once you're up there, even if you did miss this going directly into the ground, there's no safety risk. Now, one of the things that some of the supporters of the deer call told me when I asked them, how come you haven't considered bow hunting um, in your proposal before this was because when you're hunting, there's that 150-yard safety zone and when you're talking about an urban-suburban environment, if you're limiting 150 yards from any building, that starts to create pretty narrow pockets of where you could actually bow hunt. Although there's plenty of natural areas in Ann Arbor where you can do that. But we've solved that issue. Yep. Um, so we've talked about this on the podcast before, but House Bill 4239... Um, contains a provision that it eliminates the safety zone for things like hunt, or bow hunting and trapping. Basically, it limits that 150-yard safety zone only to hunting with firearms. So it means if you're trapping within that zone, you don't need written permission from every single landowner or building owner within 150 yards. If you're bow hunting, you don't need that written permission from every single landowner or property owner within 150 yards. You know, if you're out in a, in a more rural area and you're hunting with hounds and a hound runs within 150 yards of a building, that doesn't violate that provision. Um, so it really kind of takes care of all of that. That bill has now passed just this week both chambers of the legislature unanimously, and it's now on Governor Snyder's desk. Yeah, it um, is. So that's, that's expected to be signed. That will take effect on January 1st, 2016. Which means that any hunt going forward in in Ann Arbor, you could do a bow hunt. You could 
have bow hunters in some of those natural areas. And even if there is a couple houses that happen to be within 150 yards of the place where a bow hunter would set up, that bow hunter would not be prohibited from hunting in those areas, which really expands the the available area that would be open to bow hunting if the city would consider something like that, which could save it $90,000. Keep in mind all this is against the backdrop of HSUS trying to encourage the use of PZP and artificial um, fertility drug that they want, that by the way, has never proven to be effective anywhere. And what they want to do is to basically sterilize Ann Arbor deer, the state of Michigan's deer, really, in those areas. Basically, yeah. drug our free ranging wildlife rather than allow us to hunt and eat them. Well, HSUS has a lot of dumb ideas, and that's definitely up there. Right. So House Bill 4239 was originally introduced by Representative Charles Smiley. Um, And what this bill also does, though, it also allows um, hunters with disabilities to hunt from personal assisted mobility devices. But I let the city council know that, A, the DNR is never going to allow them to use PZP as much as HSUS tries to get it. But also because this law is going to be passed, that now bow hunting is an option for them. And then I kind of wrapped it up by, you know, obviously Ann Arbor's kind of considers itself a progressive city. Um, I think that would be an understatement. Um, but there were a lot of there were a lot of the anti-hunters comments saying like, well, and it, and it usually goes something like this, quote, you know, violently murdering innocent sentient beings is not an Ann Arbor value, end uh, quote. It's not murder because it's an animal, but I understand you're just quoting. Yeah, right. That. I mean... But they kept talking about, like, Ann Arbor values. Like, because Ann Arbor is so progressive, how could you ever consider, you know, killing an animal? Well, they don't own the deer. Right. It's the state of Michigan's deer. But either way, you know, what the point that I made was I think it's much more even of an Ann Arbor value than to, to maintain ecological balance with habitat and wildlife, you know, to preserve natural plants, you know, natural trees, the, the food that provides, you know, the plants that provide food to all wildlife. That's much more of an Ann Arbor value to preserve an ecological balance and to provide locally sourced, high-protein, free-ranging, organic meat, wild game meat, to people in the community who could really use it than it is to artificially drug and alter free-ranging wildlife. You know, even maybe one of the most liberal cities in America you know, it's still much more of, uh, I think, a progressive value to, you know, maintain natural areas and provide free-ranging, locally sourced, organic, wild game meat to people who could use it than it is to, you know, basically mess with nature. Yep. <laughs> so, although, I, you know, from one perspective, I guess you could say that, you know, wasting a bunch of taxpayer money... Seems to be of no concern to the people of Ann Arbor. Well, it would also be an Ann Arbor value. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so maybe that's the right <laughs> the right solution if you're going to get rid of deer for Ann Arbor. But in all honesty, though, you know, we could really save $90,000 of taxpayer money in the city by allowing bow hunters to come in and do this. Um, you know, one of the other comments that I kept hearing was, oh, my God, what if a child sees, you know, a deer that was shot before it's harvested? You know, what do we say to them? Well, I'd say, well, you tell them that's where meat comes from. Um, You know, we talked about this when we talked about our hunts is, you know, when I got my deer and I was 
gutting it out in my, well, it had already been gutted out, but when I was skinning it out and processing it in my brother's barn, my four-year-old niece walked in and saw it. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm calling child protective services. <laughs> right. No, and she just kind of looked at it like, what's going on here? And we just explained, this is a deer. This is where meat comes from. And she just kind of looked at it, and she's like, okay, I get it. Guess what? She still eats hamburger. And now she understands where it comes from. So let's talk about Ann Arbor values here. You, you know, said wasting taxpayer money is a Ann Arbor value. This is a $100,000 price tag? Per year. Per year. To eliminate 100 deer. Yep. I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. I'm a, I'm a scientist, not a mathematician. What's the price tag per deer that the city of Ann Arbor is uh, spending to, to eliminate? Yeah, dude, I totally don't do math. So a hundred thousand divided by a hundred would be a thousand bucks a piece. Yeah. Now, I guess you could look at it from this instance. When I think about my last few hunts resulting in one deer, I guarantee I have way more than a thousand dollars into that deer. It's a little different. It's a little <laughs> different situation. But I'm not wasting any taxpayers' money. That's that's coming out of my exactly. pocket. Exactly. That is taxpayer money at $1,000 a deer that a bow hunter who would be allowed to do it over bait, right? Put out bait, sit up in the tree in Ann Arbor and shoot it over that? Hypothetically, I mean, you'd yeah. have to structure any any urban deer program you're going to want to carefully tailor to that community. So, for instance, with the Meridian Township, you know, they have to do a marksmanship test, make sure they can hit what they're aiming at. Um, you know, they're assigned different areas. You know, some of the cities across the country that have done things like this will, like, require that you sit in trees, require that you have a safety harness, all of that kind of stuff. All things those hunters would provide themselves. Yep. So, sounds like a really great use of money in common sense. Right. But I don't live there, so <laughs> here we go. Well, you know, the, the bigger concern... Whether Whatever they do in Ann Arbor, the bigger concern is this is going to be a growing issue. You know, so Ann Arbor having deer issues is not, you know, Ann Arbor is not the first city to deal with this, and it will certainly not be the last. No. So what we really want to do is make sure that we have an, a statewide urban deer management plan so that, you know, the next time this comes up, Ann Arbor doesn't have to have, like, Ten. 20 public meetings <laughs> That costs money to the city. Yep. You know, to deal with something that ought to be pretty straightforward and simple. Um, you know, cities are going to be dealing with this. You know that HSUS is going to stick its foot in wherever it think it can get its foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really need just a statewide plan that provides clear guidance to communities. Uh, this is how you treat and what you do to manage the state of Michigan's deer. Right. Any concluding thoughts on anti-hunters? Nothing that hasn't been said already. Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> Nothing that we could talk about on this podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, look, you know, from online petitions trying to stop bear hunting in the UP to the issues that we've been dealing with for decades with HSUS to trying to stop a very reasonable, you know, bow hunting option or deer calling option whatsoever in Ann Arbor, you know, anti-hunters are not going away. Nope. But in Michigan, 
what stands between anti-hunters and you is Michigan United Conservation Clubs. Yep. So if you believe in protecting hunting rights, go to www.mucc.org and, frankly, become a member. That's how you support your hunting rights because you support our work to protect them. Another way that you can do that and protect your hunting rights is to set a good example of what it means to be a hunter. Mm -hmm. And one way that you can do that coming up very quickly is on December 6th, we're having a wildlife habitat volunteer project at Allegan State Game Area. This is a repeat of a project that we did last year where we're clearing out uh, young aspen stands and basically just cutting them down, piling them up, piling them up as brush for small game. But when the new aspen stands coming up, you're opening up sunlight. Those young aspen come up, and that's terrific habitat for just about any wildlife species, especially turkeys and grouse and mm. you know yeah. deer like it. You know those that cover will even provide great habitat for pheasants. And this is actually one of the areas, at Elegant State Game Area, that is a public area with a actually pretty good abundant pheasant population. Those are important because they're few and far between in Michigan. Right. So when you as a hunter go and volunteer for wildlife habitat, and you can do that by going to www.mucc.org slash on the ground, what you're doing is setting a good example of what hunters do and how we care for the habitat for the animals that we hunt. So this has been episode number, is this 20? 19? 19. 19? Yeah. All right. Episode number 19 of the Michigan Out of Doors podcast. Go to www.mucc.org to find out more about what Michigan United Conservation Clubs do, does, and we will see you in a few. Thank you for listening to another edition of Michigan Out of Doors podcast. Defend your rights to hunt, fish, and trap by joining MUCC at MUCC.org.